So welcome to another episode of The Trader Show. We have Mr. Jake Steiner on the show, and we have a very interesting topic, which has actually come very uh, interesting to me recently because it's starting to affect me personally. And today we're going to talk about all things eyesight. So this is one of the things that when we work with uh, a lot of clients all over the world, that obviously as we age tends to deteriorate. And we're going to speak with Jake today in terms of some tactics and things that we can maybe do to try and improve that. So uh, thank you very much for your time, firstly, Jake. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Now, when it comes to the topic of eyesight, do you, you think there's a lack of education and information in this respect? Oh, it's insane. It's like how gym stuff used to be back in Arnold's early days. It's just, you know, a few people know about it, but to the general public, it's just, you know, you wear glasses and that's it. Do you th- think that's going to change quickly in the coming months and years? Probably not. I, I don't think so. It's a $100 billion industry. Nobody's talking about it. Um, there's a quick fix, right? Like if your eyes are no good, you just wear glasses or contacts, you go on with your life. And the profit margins are massive. Like it's like 5,000% average profit on a pair of glasses. And, you know, people are just kind of all right with, with that. It's not as visual as being in shape or other stuff. I think from my own personal experience, this is probably one of the biggest things I've become aware of for the last year or two is that necessarily big companies industries aren't actually there to try and help you they don't really give a shit they're there just to make money and that is the reality of it which is why i think it's refreshing to speak with someone like yourself who has a a different thought process on maybe challenges that people have and and things that start to come up in people's life because like for example for me i've noticed massively my own eyesight started to deteriorate a lot in the last 12 months um which i'm trying to configure if that's aging spending too much time with screens not quite sure yet yeah, we can figure that out. But I think as far as like big companies and stuff, I'm kind of I'm on both sides of this thing, right? Like amazing th- things are happening as far as anything that, that some big companies do. Medical advances are amazing. Like there's lots of cool stuff, but people blindly trust it, right? Because there's also this whole, they will do whatever they need to do to make money. If someone that benefits you, then they'll do that too. But if they can sell you a symptom treatment, over and over and over again, that's going to be a lot more tempting than to just fix the problem. 100%. Now, when it comes to people's eyesight deteriorating and having issues, what do you think are the main driving factors for that? And do you think that's something as human beings, as we've become more technological creatures, um, that that's almost become worse? What's your opinion on that? Like, did the caveman have deteriorating eyesight as rapidly? <laughs> no, they didn't because they would have not caught any more food probably. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's our eyes work fine until we're 90 and die. Eyes are great. We have the system, the, the biology of how eyes work is really pretty cool. And I think I, I like your podcast and I like where your audience's head is because in order to get where you're trying to go, you need to understand biology, right? And you need to control your diet and you need to control your urges and you need to go do things that are not always fun. I don't know to what extent, like exercise, working heavy, working hard, like all those things are for a group of people that want an outcome, right? And I think the same is true for eyesight. Like if you work on it and if you care about it and if you take care of it, you can have awesome eyes, right? And you should, a lot of people don't care and don't realize why they should care, but you absolutely, deteriorating eyesight definitely does not need to happen. And in terms of, let's look at maybe, cause and effects and ways to fix this what are the main driving factors why people's eyesight tends to deteriorate 
So yeah, too, super simple. Uh, and, and if you go to your retail optometrist, they're going to tell you it's mysterious and genetic. But if you go to Google Scholar, scholar.google.com, one of my favorite resources for whenever you find some weird stuff on the internet and you wonder if it's true, I just like to see if there's studies. Right? Like, what does the science say about this topic? Like eyesight. If you type in pseudomyopia into Google Scholar, you'll get tens of thousands of results of just peer-reviewed clinical science, like no hearsay. And what happens is initially your eyesight gets bad because there's a muscle that controls the lens in the front of your eye. It's a circular muscle called the ciliary, and it tenses up when you look at something up close. The closer you focus, the tighter that muscle gets. By design, it relaxes at about uh, six meters, 20 feet. So that, that's, that circular muscle is fully relaxed. And then the closer you get, the tighter it gets. Not made to be super tight for super long, right? Like all muscles, the design is not to be flexed forever. But our modern lifestyle means we're staring at screens and increasingly we're staring at smaller screens like phones, right? Phone, you hold the phone closer, so the muscle's much tighter than if you're looking at a computer screen. Um, if you look at a TV distance, that muscle is much more relaxed. So the initial cause of bad eyesight, especially if it's been getting worse since the recent, um, I don't know what we should call it, spend more at home times, <laughs> is you're looking at screens more. So the muscle is super tight, right? And for people who are physically very active, work out, understand muscles, you know, that's no good. Eventually what happens is a muscle spasm. So when you first get this thing, like you're an adult, or even when you were a teen and it's possibly started, suddenly you can't see clearly at a distance, stuck muscle. It, your eyes didn't suddenly go bad sometime. They actually have a built-in mechanism to keep compensating because it's a fluid-filled ball that is always adjusting in length. And they would automatically adjust. So if your eyesight got quote-unquote bad for any reasons, your eyes would self-adjust and fix themselves. It's the stuck muscle that is your early myopia or short-sightedness, nearsightedness. And then you go to the optometrist. And because those lenses, those glasses cost 2 to $5 wholesale, and they sell them to you for hundreds, the answer you get is mysterious genetic illness. You need to wear these things. And then your eyes get worse. It's almost how I explain to people that people use. It's actually very similar. I think a lot of things are similar analogies. And so people use, for example, things like knee sleeves because they have knee pain. And what actually ends up happening is it makes the knees weaker and the tissue around the knees weaker because then they don't actually have the strength to stabilize their knee. And I guess glasses almost becomes a similar thing where if you're the whole thing, if you don't use it, you lose it, your eyes will probably deteriorate because you're not forcing the muscles in your eyes to actually work. Yeah. And it depends. So if you're getting older and you're having a hard time reading like up close vision, that is the lens hardens with age, that flexible lens I was just talking about. So it hardens a little bit. It's not a big deal. It's just a little bit. And then that muscle has to work a bit harder for close-up focus. And if you buy reading glasses at any point and you start wearing reading glasses, they make you not use that muscle. So it's like if you're 50 plus, right? And you pop those things on, it's super easy to read, but now you're not working out that muscle and that lens hardens further and the muscle kind of atrophies to some degree. And now you're super dependent on reading glasses. On the opposite side, if you can't see clearly at a distance, it's overuse of the muscle right but it's all the name of the game is that focusing muscle and keeping it not overworked and not underworked that's fascinating because when you break it down like that it's very clear to maybe understand how that's happened and i think say from my own personal experience why that's happened so much to me probably last 18 months 
um, just from staring probably at phone screens so much at a short distance that then that's almost like locked my eyesight in in, in that sort of uh, field of vision, I guess. Yeah, and that that fixes itself like any other muscle spasm. You just do less of that. Super close, right? Like just if you remember, even if you use a computer, that muscle is not as tight. And if you move some of the media consumption to TV distance, the muscle is not tight at all. So the 18 months problem, the new we're spending a lot of time inside problem, TV distance would fix a lot of that. Imagine opticians have done well then over the last 12 to 18 months as a another. <laughs> Dude, boom. I own lens stock. I'm a by <laughs> by by trade, I'm an analyst and investor, semi-retired at this point. And my lens stock portfolio has done super freaking well. I mean, it is it's a hundred billion dollar year business and it's growing like gangbusters. Yeah, and it's it's good money. It's good money for people that are not paying attention and just buy stuff that they're being told. Uh, what is this this uh, consumable subscription model, I guess, where it's just going to keep on going and going and going. And the longer it people is... live, the more people are going to end up spending. And and you, you if you go to the atomic, like buy an eye chart, a print an eye chart, hang it up inside somewhere and mark out the distance, depending on if it's a three meter, six meter chart, whatever, and see what line you can read. And then compare that like early part of the day before screen use, look at it after you go to the gym, look at it after you had a good night's sleep. You'll notice that you can sometimes see better than other times. And you start to see a correlation. Like if you didn't sleep well, your vision is not as good. If you had an insulin spike because you ate something you shouldn't, your vision might not be as good. If you spent four hours binging Netflix on iPad, your vision is not going to be as good. You're going to start seeing your vision go up and down, right? Like so... And you can really go, all right, so if I skip this Netflix binge or if I move it to TV distance and then I look at the eye chart, I can still see fine. You'll notice that. And if you make that, just make small adjustments to where the eye chart always looks better. You know, you don't get these big dips where you just can't read half of it. And go to an optometrist just as a comparison. Act like you don't know what's going on. Just be like, man, the last 18 months, I can't see so well and see what they tell you. They're not going to tell you any of this. They're going to be like, oh, sir, I'm so sorry, Charlie, but I think you're going to need some glasses. For sure. So that, that's actually the irony. They, I am getting chased to go to get it tested, and I just haven't no. done it. And then, <laughs> and they will sell you stuff. But at the same time, if you don't do that, like if you increase screen distance, recognize that like distance and outdoor time, right? Like distance relaxes that muscle. Keep an eye on that eye chart. Notice how it goes up and down right? Like it, it's the same thing the optometrist uses. There's no magic in their eye exam. They literally just see how far can you see before this blur? That's all they do. They do all the health checkups, whatever. But for eyesight, that's all they do. And they will sell you glasses. I've got friends. I've got a fair amount of friends in those industries, especially shops that are like chain stores. They've got quotas. You walk through that door, the person is expected to sell you something, you know? Very, very fair point. Um, so if you're, say, for example, someone's in the situation where they have glasses, but they don't, so I actually will use myself as an example again, because this is probably a good one. I got I think, given glasses maybe like three, four years ago, but I, I don't really wear them often. Only if I'm driving, for example, and I'm tired, then I might use them because I'm seeing a distance or maybe at night. What would you recommend to someone in that situation where they can get by without glasses, but they have sharper vision with glasses, if that makes sense? It's like... Uh performance enhancing option that you use only when you need it right like you could do an experiment i don't super recommend it because you're not going to love the outcome just wear them for like three days straight have that eye chart up and see how much you can read after those three days without glasses 
it's going to be a lot less. Like those things will rapidly make your eyesight worse uncorrected. So that's- only use them when you need them, right? Like adverse lighting condition, driving, all that's fine. But if you wear them for all your screen use, a month from now, you can't see anything without them. That's very, very interesting because... I can't remember where it was, but a few months ago, I probably did that. Maybe we were on for two days straight. And I, I noticed how bad it was when I took them off. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they sell them to you. They, they sell you a subscription to your own eyesight. Like it's a lot of people don't care. Cause like, if you're already wearing glasses or contacts, you're like, whatever, I got other things going on, but just on principle, right? Like you could have perfect vision, especially like, again, what I said, like your audience understands biology and they understand putting in effort. You do not need to have bad eyesight. It's, I don't, I don't want to call it a scam, but it certainly is like the McDonald's version of food. And in talking about food, how does, from your experience, nutrition affect eyesight? Obviously you mentioned insulin levels. I, mean, I presume things like heavily processed foods, trans fats, things like that probably have an, a negative impact. It's a system, right? Like I've, I've have all these conversations with, where there's still people that assume that a body's like separate pieces. All these things work together. Like an, an insulin spike is the most dramatic thing. Uh, if you're diabetic, you also have bad eyesight. It's strongly correlated. But if you, in our forum, there's like some people that bought these uh, gl- constant glucose meters, whatever yeah. they're called there, that you can implant. And they would measure the eyesight and they would see that the eyesight measurably is worse during an insulin spike. So, right, like you, you, you get a bunch of insulin happening, your eyesight tends to be noticeably worse. Same with processed foods, same with, you know, like you just overdo it with the carbs. You just, in general correlation, right? Like you don't feel well, you have a hangover, you didn't sleep well, you ate crap. If you're not wearing glasses that are overcorrecting your vision, you're going to notice that it's not as good as it should be. An interesting one. Is there any studies or from personal experience how adrenaline affects eyesight? So say like the fight or flight reaction with your nervous system. <laughs> okay. So I don't know about studies and I don't recommend this. This okay. is a, an example of me being a just dumb person. I love motorbikes and part of my own vision improvement program, which again, I don't recommend is riding motorbikes in Bangkok traffic while I was living in Bangkok. I had a big bike, a big 650, and I would just haul through traffic. Your vision's super great when you absolutely need it. Like it's not, again, this is a terrible idea. And I wouldn't even say this if we're in a litigious country, but it seems, I haven't read the studies. I don't know, but it certainly seems to be. And I recommend for people to do, if they care about the eyesight is hobbies that involve a requirement for good vision is super helpful. So I'll give a good example because I was thinking about this a minute ago is uh, I'm big into skiing and random facts used to be a ski instructor a few moons ago. And I was thinking about ways where my eyesight tends to be the sharpest and it's things like that when you're going super fast and you're like, I need to see fucking everything. Otherwise I'm going to have a problem because you're forcing your body to be in a situation where it's like, it knows the consequences if it's not hundred percent almost. And okay. And this is interesting because what I recommend, like if you've got bad eyesight and you want to improve it, it's super simple. It's there's no money in it. Cause it's that easy is you wear slightly less strong glasses not in your case, because you don't need any, but for people who already wear them, you dial the diopter, the power of the glasses down a little tiny bit. And exactly what you were talking about, your eyes sandbag, right? Like they could do better if you made them. But for the most part, you're kind of just passively seeing the world. But when you really need it, you can see more clearly than you think. So you buy slightly weaker glasses, not a lot, just like a quarter diopter, just a little bit weaker. 
And then you practice this, what you described. For people who've had this experience, they know how to find it. You basically blink and you go, all right, I really need to see this. And that little bit of stimulus, every three to four months, you can reduce your glasses by a quarter doctor if you just introduce that little bit of challenge. Something else, I, I did a podcast, if anyone has listened to it, with a lady called Annette Verpelo of who has a business called Posture Pro. And one of the big things she talks about is in terms of eyesight and that the effect of that on brain function. And one of the things she recommends in terms of is like walking and looking into the distance, like left to right to try and improve your eyesight and also brain function. Is there any truth in that? Yeah, there's a few things actually, but people don't realize wear glasses, like they affect your life in much more ways than you think. Glasses are more than contacts. When you go with glasses, you don't have peripheral vision. Right? Like you have this square in front of your eyes where you can see inside the square, but you can't see outside it. So the walking example, people wear glasses, look at the ground because they don't have peripheral vision. So they have to look at where they're walking. If you don't need glasses, your peripheral vision is enough to cover the ground for the most part. So you just, you can walk without directly looking at the ground. If you're wearing glasses, you're looking at the ground. So your moving posture is always affected when you're wearing glasses. It also causes a low state anxiety. It appears just by the fact that your visual cortex in your brain goes, I can't see what's going on out here, right? Like you're supposed to have peripheral vision. And if you don't, those people tend to be more just low grade anxious in life in general, because they don't, they can't see what's going on. Their, their social interactions are affected because they're, they're used to just looking through the center of this lens. So the eye movement, the head movement, the neck movement is slightly off compared to somebody who doesn't wear lenses. So she's right in a lot of aspects that if you compromise your vision by introducing this lens, you're affecting lots of other stuff that could be working better and you could be functioning better by not depending on it. 100%. Now, in terms of practical ways to actually improve your eyes, obviously you mentioned like downgrading your glasses, but if someone's not at the point where they're wearing glasses yet, is there anything you recommend people do or things that they can maybe change lifestyle wise to try and improve their eyesight or stop having to get to that level yeah well number one is phone phone is not your friend the smaller the screen the point of immersion is closer so you're you're holding a phone screen closer to your head to where it covers enough of your field of vision to where you feel immersed in the content the bigger the screen the greater that distance right so if you're using an ipad you're going to be comfortable holding that further than the phone if you're using a laptop it's going to be further than an iPad. If you're using a TV, it's going to be further than a laptop. So the bigger the distance, the more lax that muscle. Don't, basically, don't use your phone to consume media, ideally at all, because that muscle is super tight. So on the prevention side is avoid little screens. And on the improvement side is the more you can tempt yourself away from passively scrolling through any kind of content and having like any sort of hobbies that what we were talking about earlier that encourage you to use your eyesight, super helpful. Like if you're, I, I talked to a guy recently, he was a surfer, fantastic eyesight. He started out with glasses. He doesn't need them anymore now because it was an easy fix, but surfing, like just like what you said about skiing, you need your eyes. So if you exercise them like this consistently, you're always going to have good eyesight. And if it's already not that great, it'll improve by applying those ideas while you're practicing fun hobbies. What I think was very interesting about what you said was in regards to the posture and people wearing glasses looking down because I've never really thought about that from the peripheral vision standpoint. But when you th actually think about it, like, there's like a light bulb moment then. 
in particular in London, most people are depressed, but um, people who work in central <laughs> London, um, if you see people wearing glasses, they're always looking at the feet, always looking at the pavement, like always looking down. Which, yeah, and it, your neck posture gets funky and your shoulders and you're just, how people perceive you, like it's just not good for you. Yeah, sorry I interrupted there. No, it's fine. And it's also the way, like there's a lot of studies to show in terms of like personal happiness, confidence, pride, like the way you stand and you carry yourself and you walk and move about, like even like just looking up and smiling makes you happier than like looking down. Like it's, it's those basic things. But if you think if you're doing that for the entirety of your life for 20, 30 years, that's going to have a compounding negative effect for you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a whole, right. I, I really appreciated you having me on because I understand our topics a little different from your core subjects in some way, but I think if you're already proud of your body and you're working on it and you're investing the time, right? Like I seem like a small thing, but they affect a lot of stuff and how you perceive all the things around you. Like they're super worth taking care of and, and getting yourself away from that lens dependence. Totally worth I think it's probably what the, one of my biggest fears if you lost your eyesight would be horrendous, like completely lost it. Um, yeah. But from, from a, an interesting thing that someone mentioned to me before, is there any supplements or anything like that that can aid in terms of eyesight? So I'm not a, an expert on nutrition at all. Like my field is pretty narrow. Like I can tell you lots about nearsightedness. Generally speaking, good and bad eyesight are almost entirely determined by close-up versus distance use, right? So you could be you could be somewhat obese and still have amazing eyesight if you stay away from close-up screens. That said, I'm personally a big fan of blood panels and I do them multiple times a year, just checking if something's off or if I'm missing stuff, if I have deficiencies, because some of them can definitely manifest on the eyesight front. You know, like vitamin A is one of them. There's, a, there's all kinds of things that if you're deficient on it's going to make it harder to have good eyesight. So, but whenever they try to sell you like um, eye vitamins and stuff, I would just skip that. That's uh, another money-making scheme then. Of course, yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the things that I like to call like the supplement cartel because there's so much <laughs> bullshit that people try and sell. When in, like, So from a fat loss perspective, like, like in essence, is literally just eat a bit less, move more. And like, <laughs> no. That's like, that's like the biggest more. industry in the world for health supplements, but... Yeah. In general, people always, and that's one reason I'm like, I like talking to people who are into fitness, for example, because you already know there's no easy way. Like there's no just pill you can eat and sit on the couch, but the general population, I get so many questions all the time about shortcuts. People, the first thing people look for is like, how do I do this with less work? It's the, uh, the quick fix pill approach, which I think in particular in the U S is even worse with, advertising or mainstream media for pharmaceutical products it's literally just like can you take a pill to improve your eyesight can you take a pill for this like just prescribe 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 yeah it is and now there's a new one out for presbyopia so if you can't see that well up close as you're aging the fda the amazing fda approved uh, an eye drop that you just drop in your eyes and then for i think six plus hours or so you can read better up close and it's like hailed as this new magical fix. But all it does is constrict your pupils. So your depth of field increases, right? But so is that a great idea? You know what I mean? Like, it's just the only effect of those drops is your pup pupils get smaller, right? Depth of field increases, now you have better vision. But it's like, man, who asked the question of, is that 
Is that the best way to handle it? But what you said, it's another pill, another fix. What I would be fascinated to know, but I imagine there's no data on is if you had, say, for example, I don't know, people where they have no tip phones, uh, somewhere in Africa, for example, who live completely almost like remotely, don't have phones, anything like that. If you took their eyesight versus like a Westerner who uses their phone all the time and measured it from, say, age 18 to age 15, the deterioration would be, would be fascinating to see how people's lifestyle is affecting it rather than genetics or even the food they're eating yeah so i don't right like it's there's myopia incident studies and stuff but just not that much on point Uh, hong kong and singapore school-aged children have a myopia incidence rate over 90 percent. so that means nine out of ten kids need glasses super common right on the flip side i full-time have a house in myanmar which is not in great shape now but country with they didn't have SIM cards five years ago. It was $1,000 for a SIM card. So nobody had internet. Like it's still, people don't have money for that. And where I live or lived, there's all these goat herders. They can see stuff that I need binoculars for. Like it is astounding, right? Because they're herding goats and all they're doing is hanging out all day and looking at little white dots in the distance and counting them and checking on them. They have amazing eyesight. Not to say like, you know, that's anecdotal. That's not evidence, but just, I go to Hong Kong, every person on the subway is playing on their phone. You go to a restaurant, people out to dinner, everybody's playing on their phone. Everybody needs glasses, right? Like over 90%. And then you go to these remote places where people are not playing on their phone. It's like, I can't see that far at all. And they're just like, yeah, there's 17 goats on the horizon. But the, uh, the eyesight industry is very happy for telephone manufacturers and advancement of technology in that respect then everybody's everybody's happy about it right like that's what we were talking about earlier like huge companies make amazing stuff like iphones freaking unbelievable right like we're super cool but nobody's going to tell you you're addicted to the freaking thing right nobody's going to tell you about i said everybody's working on it together everybody's happy i'm not saying it's a conspiracy it's just it serves everybody's interest right the consumer is happy to be scrolling and never to get bored and then when you have bad eyesight, zero accountability. You know, the optometrist doesn't go, well, you should get off that thing more. He just says, here, spend, you know, 300 pounds for this thing that cost me four pounds and the fix is in. Yeah, it makes complete sense. In terms of some practical tips to sort of finish up then, what would be the three things you would recommend to people to do to improve or fix their eyesight um, that they could do maybe over the next month, three months, six months? The first thing is measuring super interesting and we talked about the eye chart but for people that have worse eyesight is get a measuring tape and again people into the gym are going to like this anyway just take a book books are better than screens see like hold it close in front of your eyes where everything's super clear no glasses of course and then slowly move it back from your face till you see the tiniest amount of blur just any tiny amount take the measuring tape next to your eye socket to the book measure that distance write it down somewhere, keep a little bit of a log. The diopters of your glasses are distance to blur. So for example, if you can see 50 centimeters, the formula is 100 divided by the distance equals diopters. So 100 divided by 50, 50 centimeters before you see blur, 100 divided by 50 equals two. So if you were to buy two diopter glasses, you would have perfect eyesight. You don't need the optometrist. It's, it's just centimeter distance to blur, 100 divided by that equals diopters. 
So for people who don't understand what's written down on this so-called prescription, which by the way, is just lobbying, that's all you need, right? So you measure the distance, you go, this is the power of the glasses I need. Just buy a measuring tape, right? Like it costs 20 cents. Just write it down, a piece of paper, put it in a spreadsheet and then measure it what I, exactly what I told you. But instead I tried to use the centimeter distance because it's a lot more accurate. And then go well, after I ate, what was it? After I spent six hours in front of the screen, what was it? After the gym, what was it? And you're going to see that the amount of doctors you need for perfect vision goes up and down. I recommend that as a starting point because people listen to this and they're like, oh, well, that's an interesting conversation. I didn't know that talking point. But if you measure it, you're going to take action because you're going to see it goes up and it goes down. It goes up and it goes down. Look at the power of the glasses you're wearing currently and then compare it to your little spreadsheet where you go, huh, if I spent more time in this thing, then I would need 20% less power glasses. That will take you to the point where you go online and you buy yourself pretty inexpensively glasses with lower power that accomplish the same thing. And then you're on the way of being empowered to understand how that part of your biology works and weaning yourself off. And to that point, you start out with your screen distance because you don't need glasses, you're fine. But for somebody who's wearing, if you wore the glasses that you have for driving in front of your screen, your eyes would be screwed in a week. Like, like you would just be not seeing well at all. So for somebody who's already doing that, they're wearing the distance glasses for close-up, which is a terrible idea. Buy a pair of glasses, adopt or lower, right? Like just if they're minus five, buy a pair of minus four. Use them just for the computer. And it's a super easy starting point because you pop those on and your computer screen will be just as clear, but it's going to be less strenuous. You won't notice immediately, but after like a whole day, you'll be like, huh, I feel better. Right? Because you didn't strain your eyes that hard by pushing them with distance glasses for close-up. And then move your computer screen a little further away right? and be like, oh, where's the blur? Where does the blur start? I challenge my eyes in the close-up distance a little bit. After a month of that, you're going to be super comfortable with this idea of how far can I see with computer glasses? And you're going to have a bunch of measurements. And then you can start thinking about what do I do with my distance vision? It's there's a learning curve, just like if you've never worked on, if you haven't understood macros and protein and gym workouts, it's like that. There's a bit of a learning curve. But once you get it, for sure, you're going to be able to get the lens need under control pretty easily. Makes a lot of sense. One last question. What's your opinion on things like blue light blocking glasses? They're awesome. Especially if, they cost, especially if they cost over 100 pounds and they're amazing. Man, <laughs> I, 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 wish, I wish I had a blue light blocking glasses company That's blown up, to right? site promote. Because we've got a huge audience, so I could just sell the crap out of these. I just make a ton of money just being like, that's what you need. You need to block this tiny bit of the light spectrum and you'll be great. It's such a, a joking site, like I would. It's like Coke Zero. You know what I mean? Is that is Coke Zero a good idea? Well, there's no sugar in it, right? Like, was that the problem with Coke? Is that there was sugar in it before? You know, like McDonald's has salads. Is that what we want to eat? It's it's a way to make you feel better about things that you know are not good for you. You know you're not shouldn't be in front of the screen that long. So somebody came up with a make you feel better product, which is blue light blocking glasses. And there's some great studies. And yes, blue light spectrum is a problem for sure, like for certain things. I'm not denying that. But the problem isn't 
that you have a little bit of blue light in your screen use, the problem is that you spend eight hours watching Netflix, right? So it's just a way to make you feel better. And the, that little tiny bit of blue filter coating on the lenses is like two cents. So those things co- should cost maximum $20, pounds, whatever retail, maximum. So even more profit margin for a product that's just going to make you feel like now it's fine that I'm a screen addict. Was that too much of a rant? No, no, but it's, it's true and straight to the point. Right? I think it just probably stares, shows the way the way society is going because I think the fitness industry is really bad for that with people looking for gimmicky things that might add like 0.1% or it's like the reality is that people don't focus on the main things of like eating and sleeping and actually working out correctly. Yeah, because there's all this talk of well, nighttime, you know, the, the screen color actually shifts. Yeah, so if you have a modern laptop where you just get whatever free app does it for you. So you don't need glasses to begin with. The screen will do that. Yeah, and it will do that more efficiently than lenses would, right? Like, but really it's if you went to sleep an hour earlier, and then you get up an hour earlier, then your circadian rhythm, rhythm would probably be happy anyway. And then you spend less time in artificial light at night, which is really the problem that they claim these blue light blocking glasses fix, among other things. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, awesome. We'll wrap that up there, Jake. How's the best way for anyone to find out more about you, get in contact, and so got YouTube channel and some other bits? Oh, man, terrible YouTube channel. We have a website called endmyopia.org. Okay. Because I'm not using it to make money and I'm not trying to be famous, it's terrible. It's full of inside jokes and terrible humor. It, it all, but it has links to a, a pretty big Facebook group, 20 some odd thousand members. We've got a huge forum. There's the terrible YouTube channel I mentioned. It's, it's super useful, I think, as long as you accept that it's not really formatted to sell you stuff or be the quick fix. It's long-lasting solutions rather than trying to make a quick buck. Yeah, something. Awesome. Brilliant, Jake. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your knowledge. Thanks for having me on. So that was an incredible episode of The Shredded Show. We're talking through with Jake in regards to eyesight. Uh, I was truly shocked and surprised by some of the bits and pieces in there. But as I said in the, the preview to this podcast, the teaser clip, that a lot of it makes logical sense when you think about how eyes are a muscle and how they work and how you can strengthen them and get them back working how they should be. The fact that glasses can become a crutch for you, I think, is something to very much be aware of. And also very much aware of how society is going in a lot of respects so that was a really insightful helpful episode please make sure you leave us a five-star review on uh, itunes for this if you found it helpful please make sure you share it to a story so more people listen to it because eyesight is a really popular topic that a lot of people aren't even thinking about now in regards to your own fitness journey if you want to help with your own fitness journey hit the link below this podcast and you can book in a free six-pack strategy call or message me on instagram facebook or linkedin and we can find out how we can help you improve your body improve your mind and maybe improve your eyesight after speaking with Jake on the podcast there. Um, below the podcast, we've also got a new guide that I've just created, which is the 59, 50, 59 fitness myths. So the things you want to avoid in 2022 to be a success. Now, the link is below the podcast, below the YouTube video as well. So check that out. Make sure you have an awesome start to the year, and we'll see you in the next episode of The Shredded Show.